back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, I can see uh, Strickland enjoying the beat as we bring it in. Also, uh, it is uh, Monday at this time. We usually talk with Stephen, no longer Stephen M. Sipple, just Stephen Sipple of Early Break. Stephen, uh, why did you take away the M on your on your Twitter handle? I don't know. I, I, I mean, <laughs> if you must know, the, the story behind that was I, as a youth, like when I was a younger reporter, one day I just I just put it as my byline, and it actually ran in the newspaper. And my boss at the time, John Mabry, said, "You know, I don't know what you were thinking there, but now we have to we have to run that forever now." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." And, and, and that's and that's the way it all happened. Um, and now that I've you know I'm not at the Journal Star anymore. Yeah. It's not like I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity just to go back to Stephen, but I don't know. Just a, it's just a change, just a little change. Yeah, change for change's sake. Uh, I, yeah. I like that. That's a, that is a good story. I always thought because authors and uh, you know just maybe directors stuff like that always it makes you sound a little bit more sophisticated. So I think maybe maybe that was uh, the reasoning behind your M that day. Yeah, I think a lot of people have figured out it, that I'm not all that sophisticated. So <laughs> uh, maybe we just go with Steven. Yeah, and that's yeah. It. There you go. Uh, let's get into some Husker football talk. Obviously, a big uh, week for Nebraska, a big weekend, I should say, uh, with their latest ad- addition, Stephon Wynn Jr. Um, from Alabama. Where do you kind of project him among the, the new guys on the interior defensive line? You know, with Devin Drew in there, Ty Robinson, Nash Hupmacher. Um, do you think that that's the kind of the formidable group that you'll see at the defensive tackle spot this year? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he's. it's safe to say too deep, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're bringing him in to do. The question becomes, does he become a starter? You know, I mean, what I was, and I don't know how they, I don't know exactly. It depends on the front they're in at the time. You know, I don't know exactly how he projects in terms of, I mean, would he be a, a nose in the three, four? Don't know that. But I will say this. What I kind of hope is that, that he can press. He, come on. I mean, he's got to press guys. That's what needs to happen question becomes can he just nail down a starting job now he's going to be here he's going to be here pretty quick and he'll get that opportunity because he'll go through conditioning summer conditioning and then you know all of camp um he'll get he'll be here long before preseason camp begins so i i mean what i'd kind of like is to see him press for a starting job or or you know make it uncomfortable for guys that's what this is about largely um and I think I think he has a sort of background that could do that. And it's interesting just with the the way that they've gone about it. Would you say the defensive line might be a strength of the defense at this point in time? I know it's uh, it's come a long ways from when Casey Rogers left, but I mean they've done such a good job um, getting guys that have played at this level. Uh, I, I'm I mean, you know, and, and almost have it kind of filled for the two deep. That's an interesting question. Hey, Bach, I would hesitate to go that far right now. Right now, I, you know, you want to see how they pick up the defense, how they 
you know, you want to see how well they mesh with teammates, with their coaching staff, with the town, you know, with everything, with, with, the, with the school part. You, know, you never know how it's all going to go. Now, I just know, I know this. I don't want to act like I don't, I don't know anything about these young men. I've talked to O'Shawn Mathis a couple times. I've talked to Devin Drew a couple times. They seem like guys to me that can come in and assimilate easily. I mean, Devin Drew, his sort of modus operandi is he's a, he puts his head down and goes to work. He's low maintenance. That's what you hope like Stefan Wynn is like. I've talked to O'Shawn Mathis enough to know that he's a, I mean, he, I think he has good intentions coming in here. He doesn't, you know, he's not expecting everything to be handed to him. He's got to work. He's got to, you know, he wants to become an NFL player. And there's a lot that goes into that, right? And there's a lot of things that go into that that are helpful to a team if it's, if it's channeled correctly. And O'Shawn just seems like that type of guy. I don't know as much about when. I, and, and, hey, Bach, it's not like we don't know anything about those guys that came in in the spring. Like, like you, you saw Tommy Hill interviewed. I interviewed him. I was impressed. I mean I, I mean, I was just really impressed with some of those guys that came in. Anthony Grant, really impressed. Um, didn't get to know Trey Palmer as much, but, I mean, he's obviously made a big impression. Uh, there's a lot of these guys that have come in here. Not every one of them. You wouldn't expect everyone to come in and assimilate easily and be happy right away. No, it's not, it hardly ever happens with when you have 16 people. That's how many newcomers were in the spring. But by and large, I think it's worked out really well. Um, it worked out well in the spring, and now there's this sort of next step, which is summer conditioning on into fall camp. Uh, Sip, I, I threw out a uh, question on the Sauter Heyman text line, man, and I'm going yes. to throw a two-parter, a two-parter at you. I really would love to hear your perspective on it. Uh, one being that we're, we're trying to make a decision right now. We're, we're kind of starting to see some movement, a little bit of traction in, in, in a direction similar to the ending of the divisions that have been going on out in the Pac-12 as well as in the ACC. But, all, but, but you know, which format would you like to see? And I also talked about possibly trying to re, re, uh, reestablish old Big, big uh, Eight uh, competition by maybe clipping, clipping Missouri and bringing back Colorado and, and, and talked a little bit about how that would uh, look for the Big Ten potentially, being that their super conference is being – uh, generated down there in the SEC. Now, also, I, I was intrigued by just a lot of things that I'm hearing out there about Archie Manning and just the love that he's generating out there as a five-star. Of course, he should be. But, you know, a lot of people are speculating that Texas may be a spot for him. And I thought that was kind of wild, being that Quinn Ewers just returned from o- Ohio State and is now going to <laughs> have to look over his shoulder at this 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 Manning kid who uh, has got a great family pedigree, and 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 they're loving him already as a potential guy of coming in there to Texas. So two part divisions, yeah. Yeah. divisions. Okay. I, I, I know you're a smart guy because your name is Stephen M. Sipple. So I'm gonna <laughs> know know yeah. you're gonna remember that. So you're very good. Oh yeah, at that. yeah. Now here's the deal, Strick. I like the divisions in the Big Ten. I, I'm not – listen, when I say that, doesn't mean I'm, I'm adamantly opposed to ending the divisions. 
and go in with one bulk conference, that's fine. Um, it's not, I, I just like continuity. It seems like, you know, we're just, it seems like the big 10 starting to establish that with its divisions. And I would, I would be in the camp that says, just stay, stay the course with it. I think like in Nebraska's case, there's a familiarity now that's, that's built up with the divisional opponents. There's a certain, there's sort of a personality in the division. Same with the East. Obviously the East has been much stronger, much stronger. And that's, I guess that's part of the reason we're having a conversation, but I like, and I'm not talking about just being resistant to change. I think there's something to be said for that familiarity um, among opponents, among, you know, fan bases. Um, I, I just think there's a lot to be said for that. And I like certain things to kind of stay the same. And that, that's one. Now, again, doesn't mean I'm adamantly opposed to, to going as one big group. I think there's, there's pros and cons to everything. I, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, that, I, I just don't think Michigan and Ohio State are going to be amenable to it. I, to have the game, the game, played in late November and the possibility decent possibility by the way it would have happened in two of the last four years that there's a rematch and then if you expand the playoff they <laughs> you play those two mega games and then ask those teams to come back in early December again. and play again mm-hmm. that's just I, I'd, I'd be really surprised if Michigan and Ohio State are allowed are, are, are want to do that um, right. Now, as far I, lo- I I listen to you guys show sometimes, and I'm I'm always struck by how you're very, and I'm I like this. Um, you keep a close eye on Texas, <laughs> and I, I like that because my brother, my my older brother, has two graduates of UT, and you know, in our in our family, people really pay pay close attention to Texas. As far as that quarterback situation goes, I don't know if Texas can pull that off while. That just seems like a win, a huge win. If you can get those caliber of players in your program and have them compete for however long it lasts, that in this day and age you don't know how long it's going to last. But if if they're there for any period, it's it's nothing but good. And it's it's sort of amazing to me because of because of Texas's struggles that they can still they can still recruit at that level. And in a way, it's damning too because. I've all, I always say it's strict. How can you struggle for this many years in that yeah. area? It's it's incredible yeah. to me. It's one of the most fascinating. It's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most fascinating things in college football to me. When a program like USC or Texas has sustained losing with everything available to to them right in their backyard. And and Seb, I wanted to ask you this, and I, I know that uh, it may be jumping, uh, jumping up a little bit than we normally talk about it. But I noticed that the Huskers are offering uh, discounted tickets for a three-game mini plan. They do this every year, so it's mm-hmm. it's nothing new. Um, but uh, it, you know, it's going to bring back the kind of the conversation about sellouts. And, and of course, they did a great job last year um, with the di- uh, the tickets that they had left over with the, you know the red carpet experience and yeah. all that. Um, do you do you envision that being uh, another heavy talking point, kind of with these these discounted tickets going out there? Because I just immediately when I think about it, and I look 
look at the the package that they're giving out is is just like man i i don't mean to <laughs> i don't mean to spoil their plans but i'd wait till you know StubHub or something to get those deals because it seems like you'd still get a better deal in the secondary market yeah i you know what Heavy conversation, Bach. I think it was at some point, but I think the the heaviness has eroded. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a heavy conversation anymore. I think people recognize the reality of not only what's happened in the program, but also just what's happening in the world, right? What's happening in, in to athletic directors, athletic departments, what's happening all over the country, what's happening in pro sports all over the country, the, how difficult it is to get, you know, to, to fill gigantic stadiums. And no, I don't, you know what? The heaviness I think has gone away. There's that residual kind of feeling. I got it today. I know exactly what you're talking about, Bach, when I read it, you know, yeah. I, you know, in 1999, I never would have, I never would have thought this was coming, but I thought, I think about that all the time, Bach how much different covering college football is now compared to just 20 years ago. I I say just, I mean, at my age, 20 years, isn't that, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a moment in time and it's changed so dramatically. And that part of the conversation began to change dramatically really some time ago. Let's face it. I mean, I don't know exactly when you'd pinpoint it, but it's years and I go back to the Riley years when people were leaving leaving unused tickets on the pavement for you to pick up if you yeah. wanted them. I mean, it, so that's, you know, and we always, there were those stories, remember Bach going back to those years of the scan ticket stories, you know, where there were times when it was announced as a sellout when there were, when there were literally 25,000 empty seats. So yeah. we're going back several years now. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Do you think that that's something that Nebraska should kind of cling on to? Because obviously they are they they've obviously over the years, and like you said, the heaviness has kind of subsided. But have have done what they can with the donors to to make sure they do get those scanned tickets to be a sellout. And it's you know it, it's basically. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's like the last really impressive streak for Nebraska, but it seems to be somewhat of a farce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, okay. You said the critical thing there, somewhat of a farce. How how much of a farce do you think it is? I don't. I'm in the camp that says it's still a sellout streak. They've sold the tickets even during dire times. And you know, one way to look at this, Bach and Strick, is how quickly the conversation will go away if they start off four and zero and get to or six and one. And, and maybe finish a season eight and four. Well, the conversation, you know how quickly that conversation will go away? Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll dissipate into thin air very quickly. And so I kind of look at it that way. Because it could, it'll go away so fast, I use that sort of as a, of a gauge. I mean, if they, if they win at a, a pretty standard level, eight and four, we're not going to be talking about it at all. 
Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating every year when it comes up. It is, it does seem to be the same conversation, but uh, I, I, I'm oh, I'm still fascinated just because it, it just kind of remains there, and there are uh, d- disagreements among the fan base there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sip, thanks again for joining us today, and uh, as always here on a Monday, he's Stephen Simple of uh, Early Break, and uh, you can hear him every morning from six to eight p.m. And we're still waiting for that uh, big next uh, announcement. That's June first, right? Yeah, it looks like next week is when we'll get a word on that, right? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. We'll definitely be looking forward to that. Thanks for joining us again, Sip. All right. God bless you. Take care. All right. There he goes. Steven Sybil of Early Break here on 93.7 The Ticket and uh, and awaiting his next big move, which we're very excited uh, to hear what that will be. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. It is time for a shootout with Strick edition here. Uh, I think we're going to do, uh, since its transfer portal has been so heavy lately, I think it's going to be a transfer portal type look to shootout with Strick. So give us a call, 402-464-5685, if you think you can beat Strick in a game show. Even if you don't think so, you can, you can give it a shot because it's a 50-50 chance on most uh, most of the questions anyway. Uh, and uh, Strick has... Uh, he puts up a good fight for, but from time to time, but sometimes uh, he'll have a bad day, and, and then you can just win that way. So give us a call, 402-464-5685 on the Hunt of Lincoln Hotline. Shootout with Strick is coming up next. <laughs> 